Hey, thank you for being here. My name is Darren Jansen, and this is the Breathe 911 podcast. I want to say thank you for being here. Every week, I get on here and I share what I'm learning about physical, mental, and emotional health for first responders. Now, I've created a free guided breathing exercise. It's a down-regulating breathing session, and it's free for you. All you have to do is head on over to breathe-911.com free, and there'll be a link there for you to download it. There's also a link in the description. Just click it, and it'll take you right to the page. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you got value from it, I would be grateful if you would head over to wherever you listen to it, whether it's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and leave a comment, rating, or review. That helps us grow the channel and helps us reach new people. And now, with all that being said, enjoy the episode. All right, today is what I will call the last episode in the Mid-State Mile series. I sat down and had a conversation with Eric Kinley, the winner and champion of the Mid-State Mile. Uh, we talked about his race, the race in general, um, ticks, tips and tricks, his training, and a whole bunch more. I just had a really, really fun time talking to him. Also, today is an exciting day because we have partnered with Salty Bridges. Salty Bridges is a product that we and our family use daily. Um, it is the best anti-chafing cream on the market. It's good for stings and cuts and bruises. And just for being a listener, Salty Bridges has decided to give you 20% off your entire purchase, excluding bundles. So if you head on over to getsaltybritches.com and enter the promo code Jansen20, J-A-N-Z or Z-E-N-20, you'll receive 20% off your purchase. And now, enjoy my conversation with Eric Kinley. How are you doing, man? Good, man. How's everything been uh, post-race? Fantastic. I uh, I did not actively recover. I laid around for a while. Oh, I did too, man. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take this time off my feet and just enjoy it for once. It was a yeah. little, I was getting a little antsy at the end, but. Me too. I got out for I got out for a solo run where I just about crapped my pants, and and then uh, I got a run with some buddies yesterday, yesterday morning, and then that just kind of lit. And so I was out today again. So I was. It, it's good to be back, but it was good to take a long break. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did like a five mile run yesterday just to kind of see how everything's feeling. Um, I was doing, I little... felt like I felt super heavy after I was like, my legs are like a thousand pounds. Like the first run back. I'm like, what is up? I, I, I felt, I felt okay. Like I was dealing with a little bit of tendon issue um, toward the end of mid state. So I was just kind of seeing how that was going to feel, but everything held up great. And but yeah, been recovering really well. I love it. Let's dive in. Let's dive into, uh, I, I want to just see where it goes. Cause uh, sure. Yeah, let's dive into the race because it it's so fast. All of it is so fascinating for me. Like replaying, I like what you said. I would text in and it's like you have 364 days to contemplate all of the things, right? So right. Man, it was uh I went out. Um so I signed a long story short, we're Canadian, we're moving down to the States. When we I signed up for the race, I was like, I don't even know if we're gonna be able to be allowed 
it's a long visa story. I'm like, I'm not sure if we're going to be allowed into the States. Like we got rejected at the border in January. Okay. So I was, so I'm like, I'm signing up anyway. And then it was just kind of one of those things I wanted to run it again. And then five weeks out, I was like, I had a good base, but I wasn't training specific. And I was like, I think I want to try and win it. I was like, Hmm, what would that look like? So five weeks out, I started like training like a madman. And, uh, with this goal of winning it. So the, when I ran it in 2021, it was like, ah, just be for fun. Where in Canada, where I'm from, like it's all, I ran all flat asphalt. Like that's all I ran. So it was like Hills are something were something new to me. So I knew exactly what the race was. And, uh, I was, I was super excited to get back into it. And, uh, it was, it was just as hard as I remembered it. So I went in tactically. I was like, I'm, I'm, like Aaron's like, I love everyone and I want everyone to do really well. And I'm like, I'm the same. There's like sadness when someone drops and also like the race is progressing, right? We're progressing right. here and this is good. So it's just, it's all these weird feelings and emotions. So I, I, I loved all of the race. I loved it. And I loved getting to spend time with you and just seeing where people's paces were, right? Like you would pass me pretty much at that log on the first hill. Yeah, like I had the to, same I, spot. You know. I had to run. I had to run the flats because I'd get you'd destroy me on the climbs, and then everyone would destroy me on the downhills. And I'm like, "Well, the flats the only spot I can run. That's all." I so I had to take. So I felt like kind of a jerk at first because everyone's kind of jogging together. I'm like, "I, I need to get to that first hill a bit quicker." So I was, I was uh, tactically kind of racing the whole time while trying to enjoy myself. What so? Tell me about your race, your strategy, your feelings, all of it. Cause I knew, I knew it was you and Aaron. I figured Jill would be there, right? Like within the first 12 hours, I was like, okay, I knew how hard, how much you wanted it. So just tell, I'd just be right. super interested leading up to your mindset, all of it. Like, give me the, whatever you yeah, want. I, yeah. I mean, uh, well, you know, this year specifically, like my, you know, my mindset towards this race has changed every single year I've done it. And it's always kind of been a little bit different. So like this year, I just kind of wanted to, you know, like I wanted to win, but I wanted it to be more than just like being fixated on being the winner. I wanted it to be something else. I wanted it to just, I kind of wanted it to just be this test of like, how far can I run when there's an aid station every mile? Like that was my only mindset. That's, when I heard, it was like, when I heard that, I was like, that is an amazing, that's a great way to view that race. Right. I just wanted to make it super simple. Like I, I feel like I've been overcomplicating it over the years, but the more I've ran it and the more experience and the more days I've spent out on that course, like you, you learn to speak mid-state after a while. And once it's like, I feel like last year was really good and I was able to go really deep and I, I figured out like what worked for me and there really wasn't a lot that didn't work for me. So then like going into this year was really how do I control my, like my mindset in those really deep miles in the pit and just, and stay strong and stick to my guns. So like, that was like really my experiment out there. But so like with me being trying to be focused on that, I just removed anything as far as thinking about a course record or what temperature it was going to be anything that was a number. The only thing I cared about was 20 minutes and just trying to stay in that experience like as long as possible, but there's an aid station every mile. So like, that was the only few things I thought about out there. That's so that's cool. Huh? So 
I, when I was training and when I was preparing mentally, I was like, I think it's going to take two sunrises. That's where my, I was, that's where my head was at. Where were you at? I mean, I said you, you tried not to think about course records or how long it would take. You were just, were you in able to stay that present in that moment? Just being like, it's just whatever the lap is. I'm yep, just doing just, it. Just see. Yeah. Just stay right in it. And like last year was really where I learned to control my mind and just try to be as focused as possible. The only thing I cared about was the next five steps where my feet were going to go. Cause going down that downhill, that first downhill, that's kind of tricky. And you got to kind of watch where your feet are. And every year that part kind of changes a little bit just from rain and erosion. Um, so I was really trying to pay attention to like where my feet would go, but I really just try to stay just like five steps ahead of where my feet are going to go. And I kind of break up each little section of a little section. I give things little different little nicknames along the course. Um, but yeah, I just try to stay right in it. And I kind of know like what my body can do as far as uh, eating and drinking out there and what it needs. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was really nice to still build off of what I had last year and kind of just continue it this year. And I had great crew helping me the whole time. So and from what I heard, you ate like a champ. Oh, dude, I ate I ate lasagna for, I think, like three hours straight. It was just like lasagna, lasagna, lasagna. Then I come through, it's like one little slice of an orange. And then it was like lasagna, lasagna. Um, and I was kind of scaring my crew a little bit. They were asking Beck and John, they're like, can he eat these things? And they're like, yeah, he does that. But yeah, I ate, I ate everything out there. I never had any stomach issues or anything. That's awesome. So did you... I mean, go into whatever you want. Did you feel like you had a lot left in you? I did. I did. I that's I was a, so strong at the end. Like I, I think we could have made it till sunrise or close to, close to that for sure. Um, you know, I was kind of like looking back and I was I, I was saying to Aaron Dana the other day, I'm like, man, I'm you know, I kind of wish like maybe we could I could have like you know given a little more to you. You know, when it was you know, his miles were getting rough and kind of let him a little bit more, but. You know, it was, yeah, just getting deep in the race. But, you know, I kind of wonder, like, just kind of looking back, it's like, could we have gone deeper? You know, um, I definitely think, you know, with the limit at mid-state each year, we're just kind of pushing that marker up a little bit further and further. And I was really impressed with how many people went really deep this mm -hmm. year. And it was a lot of strong runners. And I think it's probably been like the strongest field out there because, you know, I was, I found, like in years two, year number two, like I, I ran it a lot slower. I ran somebody else's race. And then I learned in year three, like, okay, I need to, I need to run a little bit faster. That's just more natural for me. And even this year I did it a little bit faster too. And I'd look back and like, you were like, always oh, right behind me. And, you know, like we were running like fast pace and like, and then there'd be a bunch of people behind you. And it was like, man, like we, like everybody pushed really hard out there and ran really strong in the end. And you know, I'm very impressed with everybody and what they did out there. Yeah, I looked at all this. I looked at like times to come in and how how slow you should go. In. And it was I was hot. I didn't I don't know how hot you ran. I run really hot. So I needed that extra time to cool off. Like I had to get sat down and ice on me because I I don't know if you did you cool off at all at night. The first night I did a little bit going into that first night. I was. I remember just waiting for the sun to go down and thinking it was going to get cool on that climb. And that climb on Myers just traps the heat there at night. And I remember like 
like it's one in the morning. I'm like, when is it going to cool off out here? But yeah, there was a quite a few loops in the dark in that first night. I, I, I just kept cooling until, until I started getting cold. And then I was like, okay, now we're going to warm up. See, and I, I never got cold. I never got cold one time. I iced every lap, every single lap, the whole time I iced. Did you do anything as far as heat training uh, leading into the race? I, I did a little bit, um, not not a ton. So that's one thing that I'm like this. I'm taking advantage of this this Tennessee summer, and I'm just gonna, you know, get out and run. Like just keep at it. I mean, it's all all the little things that I'm like. Right after I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'll run it again. <laughs> and already it's like, all right, what do I need? Well, what can I do better? Right. So it's right. It's such an interesting race, and it's so cool because I love. I know like with, with the majority of races, I feel like people finish it and they're like, oh, I'm never running that race again. Or, oh, thank God that's over. Um, a lot, almost everybody leaves mid-state going, oh, I, I could have ran further out there. You yeah. know, like what would that take? And it's cool to watch people think about that, then come back and, you know, and it's always better. a great year. Oh, yeah. 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 It's awesome. What, um, what went really well for you? Like... Um, like talk about, I don't know, like foot care and blisters talk about, or like chafing or nutrition or like, I know your nutrition was well, hydration, heat, like what, what specifically like went well on the course for you? I think so. Like last year's race, my body really started breaking down. And I think that was just a lot of like imbalancement and, you know, strength and like hamstrings and glutes and, you know, things like that. So this year I made it a big point to go to the gym and, you know, I wasn't like lifting heavy weights or anything. I was really just using like the machines um, and just c- trying to work on like what areas of me were weak um, to prevent me from breaking down uh, when it gets laid out there. So I think that was something that was really good for me because like I never like felt weak on the climbs or the descents, like nothing really felt beat up other than this little tendon thing that just popped up, but it was super manageable. So I think that helped keep me strong through the race Um, but other than that, like I've really, from last year's race, I was able to really focus on being present and really understanding what that meant just to stay in that moment. And again, preparing yourself for like those late miles out there. Like when you're in the pit with the, you know, last two people, um, I think I spent a lot of my time in all my like practice runs or other little races I did out here, uh, just to try to stay in that mindset and practice what it's going to be like when it gets hard and like it stops being fun or it hurts in just accepting that and just saying that like, okay, now this is a part of my race and this comes with me. And how do I deal with this? And, you know, am I going to be this strong person that I'm saying I'm going to be, and then actually do it. Um, it's a weird trial. Cause you know, all of a sudden it's like your, your entrees finally coming to you and now it's time to eat it, you know? So. Well, and you can't train that. Like you, right. like you, you can't, re- you can't go and rep that out. And like, you can do that. You can do some of those races. I would argue like, I don't know, six a year b- before you're going to be really run down. Right. I would probably say, you know, four to five a year would be for me would be like, I'd, I'd be on the, I'd be on the downward tra- trajectory then. Like it wouldn't be benefit and it wouldn't be fun. I don't think um, one of the best things that happened to me is my watch died. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, like next year, I will not even start a timer. Like I, like the last, as soon as I got my watch back, I didn't even put the timer on. I just, right. Like just went off the clock. Right. right. 
seven minutes, top of the hill, 27 minutes, top of the hill, 47 minutes, top. Like that was it. So it was so I didn't know what mile I was on. I didn't know what lap I was on. And at the first half, the first, I don't know, 40, 50 miles, I like my watch was working and I was like, okay, this and like looking at heart rate and all this stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like none of that. It doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. You really have to, unless you have a different goal. If you have a goal, like 50, like I want to run 50 miles or whatever. If you want to just stay in it as long as you can. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I love that. I I really enjoyed the last half of that race. The first half I didn't like the last half I loved. Right. And it takes, I mean, this is, this was your second year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really think eliminating the numbers, the more like, I, I would start my watch and then I would instantly click it to time. So the only thing I saw, and like you said, where are you at certain points in the course? Like that's really the only numbers you want to look at. I feel like the more you start to focus on like, say a 50 mile checkoff or a course record or anything like that, hundred miles, that kind of starts to take you out of the game a little bit. That starts to put you in the future. And like, you've really got to stay present and the more like you don't know where you're at and it, it doesn't really matter, you know, I think that's really what helps keep you in it. And like those miles can just melt away. Mm-hmm. If you can just really just stay right there in the experience of that loop and treat it more like it's a big continuous through hike, you know, with snacks every mile instead of like, <laughs> I'm going, I'm, Oh, it's another loop. Oh, it's another loop. It's another number. It's another number. Like it's easier just to kind of not think about any of that and just kind of run. Did you have any like um, mantras or sayings that you, said either when it was easy when it was hard when you were bored like did you like yourself talk or anything did you have anything that you i I'm, you said you like named certain parts of the course i just yeah I'm, I'm just wondering what uh what that was like for you um so the one uh, there's one little part i i named it lips and ledges um because it's going down uh devil's dance that first descent and there's these little tiny um just these roots that come up and they kind of look like lips and then it like just drops off so i'm like and I would always hook my foot on that. So I was like, all right, here we comes do. lips and ledges. We got to walk around that. There's this part going up machete where there's a big washout. I would call it the great divide. And then I would like shimmy off to the left when it came to that. Then there's these little ferns. I'd call that fern gully. Uh, I, I don't know, just little, little dumb things like that. Just to kind of, I don't know, break it up. But, um, but like big things I would like tell myself on the course, I would, I, started doing like meditation this year is like my, on my recovery day. So I do like yoga or sit in the sauna steam room, but I started also kind of doing these guided meditation things I found on YouTube. And like one of the things the lady was saying that really stuck with me, it was talking about the body and pain. And it was like, the soul does not feel pain. The consciousness, your energy in the universe, that does not feel pain. Your body is the vehicle. The vehicle feels pain. The, The soul drives the body. So like, I would say that when, when I would start to think about this tendon and my ankle hurting, I would just say the vehicle feels pain. My soul's driving. I'm driving the vehicle. Um, yeah, I would just try to, I would try to make this more like this. It was this out of body experience because last year when I was having all this pain, like in my hips and my IT bands and I couldn't, I couldn't descend. I couldn't climb at the end. Like all I could do was just focus on the pain. And Justin was getting this like third, fourth win. And I was just watching him rebound. And the more I was watching that was like, the more I could, I was just focusing on all mental and and like, how much further could I go? I, even when I look back last year, 
I don't really think I could have gone maybe two or three more laps. Like my body was just done. It just, it just broke. I was still like mentally in it, but yeah, it just got too hard. So like this year it was just kind of a different mindset. I just, even if like something did break down, which luckily nothing did, I just told myself that's going to be a part of my race. And who am I going to be when that happens? And that was it. Those. So I just kind of mentally prepared for all like those deep, deep miles. I had, that's interesting. I had a whole bunch of things kind of break down within, within an hour. And, uh, I was, I was not feeling, feeling good. And I was prepared to bounce back. I had bounced back twice, uh, from kind of a dark spot and, and the run started that on my, on the lap that I timed out. And I, I was still, I was like, am I going to go out on this lap? And I knew, I, I knew I could do that lap, but I was hurting. And I saw you and Aaron, up ahead of me because I know I was always in front for the most part <laughs> and I saw you guys and it looked like you were on a friendly jog and you were both laughing and I was like F those guys they're <laughs> having fun and I'm not I'm like I'm done right and it was just like oh and you wish you could have those moments back to just wonder like how many because every time you race that most people are like I could I could have done one more right like almost everyone's like I could have done another one right right so it's just it's staying in that moment but that was uh th- I, I thought I'd share that with you because you you were, I mean, hats off to you. You, you were, and you looked strong. And I was like, good for you, Eric. I was so, oh, I was so, you, I was so happy for how strong you were looking when I was out. I'm like, that's, I mean, I know how hard it is to get there and to get to that spot personally. So I'm, I was like, man, this guy's incredible. So you said heat training. So what, uh, um, sauna work, you asked me if mm-hmm. I did heat training. So what did you do for heat training leading up to that? Uh, so luckily this year, so the last two, 2021 and 2022, when I left Montana, it was like in the fifties. Um, so first year that, that second year I did zero heat training and that took me out. That was my crash and burn. You know, I, I learned a lot from that year, uh, last year, just kind of, I would just start wearing, you know, a few different layers. I'd have on like two or three shirts when I would go. So yeah, when the weather starts to kind of get a little bit warmer, yeah, I'll, I'll just wear layers. Uh, I do a lot of sauna stuff. So I'd like yeah. sit in the sauna for like 45 minutes. And then after that, I'll go sit in the steam room for five minutes or as long as I can. The steam's intense, yeah. but I'll do that. Last year, I did that about like a week leading into it. And then this year, I, I just did it as much as I could. So I did it probably a lot more the month leading up to it. And then being in Montana, like what's what is your training leading up to that look like? I mean, you... You are a fast, strong hiker. Like, mm-hmm. like that. I was thoroughly impressed by. I'm like, how does how do you hike so fast? And I wanted, <laughs> and I wanted to ask you, but I couldn't catch up to, to find out. <laughs> so I do a lot of um, Becca Jones and John Cox. They're my coaches. So we do a lot of low heart rate uh, long runs. So I got to keep my heart rate under a certain. whatever, whatever that may be. But I spend a lot of time, even with like my hiking, like I will just hike up the mountains and then jog down and, but keep my heart rate under 135. Is that, that's the the point for your 135 ish. Yeah. 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 So what that ends up breaking that up to just depending on where I go, how steep it is, you know, it's about like a, you know, 12 to 15 minute mile, which is what you're doing for mid state pace. So just being really comfortable at that. And, you know, I never really feel tired on the run. I always feel like I can always do more. It took me a little bit to get used to that kind of style 
Um, and I was walking so much when I first started learning mm-hmm. how to do that. And now I've been doing it for about two years. And, you know, some days when I feel really good, it can be like a, a 10 minute pace. And I'm at that heart rate. Um, it just depends on the day. So do you wear a strap or do you go off your watch? I go off my watch. So I know that's not super accurate. I have one of the nicer watches. So, yeah, I, you know, I work with what it's given me, but also yeah. I can, I've learned to kind of feel just from how like I'm breathing. And then like, I'll look down and say, okay, I'm, I'm right at where I should be, or I need to back off a little bit, but it's been a lot of, a lot of patience just on even just training runs. But I think that's also helped me a lot out on the mile, just learning to be patient within those miles. Yeah. That's what I did. Uh, this winter I did, uh, three months of, uh, I was about 140 as I was trying to keep it under 140. Um, and I was doing nasal only breathing. And so I, it was the first time ever I didn't look at pace and I didn't look at distance. It was a 45 minute nasal only 140 run. And I feel like that was massive for building a base and for just the same thing, like staying patient and not looking at numbers and not looking at splits and, and not caring right about the numbers. So. Super yeah. I cool. also, yeah. I also think, you know, I also like to, you know, practice a lot with poles when I'm climbing. Yeah. So got, I'm just kind of learning how to do those efficiently. What works for you. I try to pay attention to like how, how hard and how loud I'm breathing. So like, if I can start to hear myself, then I'll start like breathing through my nose and my mouth at the same time and just real big calm breaths and, um, you know, short, short, efficient steps. And I'm never like over striding or really pushing. Um, yeah, just been practicing with it. That's really cool. Yeah. The poles are, I, I spent almost, I spent like an hour and a half with poles before the race. Yeah. I think, so, I think poles are your friends out there for sure. You they, know. That, well, my, I mean, my, my, uh, my quads were giving me issues on the downhill. They were breaking down. So I was, and Justin was like, jam those things in the ground and just use them. Like use your arms as much as you can. If you're, if your quads are blowing up. Right. So that's what that kind of, I got to that point. Um, and it helps. I mean, my, my arms were and my shoulders were really sore for like four days afterwards. Oh, I know my wrists and my shoulders. I was like, well, I'm getting the whole body workout now. Right. It's like being on the elliptical. Oh, cool, man. What, uh, what do you got planned? What's next for, for you as far as races or. Uh, I've got crazy mountain 100 in uh, about three and a half weeks. And okay. Uh, Tyler Geiger is actually going to come out there and pace me through the night. So around like mile 50, 60, uh, we're going to finish out the race together and go through the night in like some backcountry, big mountain, Montana. Super cool. That's, yeah. that's a, anything, anything else past that? Uh, for um, the, I've got for a, I've, yeah, I've got uh, the city to sky 50 K. So that's here in Missoula. So it's going to be like 32 miles and I think it's about 8,000 feet of vert, but two miles from my house, like this awesome mountains right here in town. So good. Yeah. Oh, amazing. How about, how about you? I'm playing with the, I have nothing. Uh, sorry. I'm running a, a Ragnar in Kentucky in October. Um, so I've never, I hadn't even heard of a Ragnar. I had no idea what it was, but that sounds super fun. So a friend is, was putting it together. I was like, let's do that. So we're, we're running that in October. And then I'm thinking about, uh, the Georgia jewel. Okay. In September. Um, nice. And beyond that, I'm, I got really nothing else on the, I'm just signing in the next week or two, if I'm going to run the, the jewel. Okay. And, uh, cause I said, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but I said, uh, I was talking to Justin. I was like, do you think I got enough time to like 
I so I've always gone from like I'm just trying to participate half the time, right? I'm like I just want to participate, have fun, and now I'm like maybe I want to compete. I was like, is that court because Luke's got the course record? I'm like, is that attainable? He's like, that's really fast. I was like, I know, I know. Yeah. Is it attainable? <laughs> so that's I only really want to run it if I can. I mean, I want to go sub twenty hours on it. Okay, and uh, and and if I'm there, then the course record's kind of within reach. So. How much climbing is that in Georgia Jewel? Uh, I don't even know. I I want to say I, I calculated the other day, but I can't remember if it was like five and a half or eight. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. It's not, 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 not I mean, not crazy. It's an out and back. And the last, okay. the last, uh, I think miles like 35 to 50 are pretty flat. So you get a good, so you're, you're into hills. And then you got your, your, the middle's pretty flat out and back. And then you, you finish with the hills. So, okay. Okay. And I could be way off on, on how much it is. I, I, I really, I'm, yeah, I'm no. guessing, guessing from what I, what I remember. Yeah. No, never done, never done that one. I've done uh, the cruel jewel 50 and Georgia yeah. death race down there. Yeah. You know, those are, those are some good ones too, to look into. Yeah. And I want to look out like out your way. Like it's so beautiful out there. Oh, there's like, a lot of races. Yeah. Uh, you should check out the rut 50 K. Um, I work for runner's edge here in Missoula. Uh, that's a race we put on. Yeah. That's 50 K. Um, I think you go up to like 11,000 feet. Uh, it's awesome. Awesome. Awesome race. Oh, that's cool, man. Amazing. Um, I think that's, I mean, that's all I, I got. Anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to ask or talk about? I mean, I, I covered what I was thinking. Yeah, no, I just want to say like, what, so what, what have you taken from the race as far as, you know, like what went well for you out there? What didn't work for you? I had, I had issues. I had some severe chafing in all the spots um, okay. on day two. And then um, I was, tr I was cooling so much that on day two, my feet started getting really wet and I didn't change out socks or shoes. I changed socks out a couple of times, but not my shoes. And I, my feet, um, just the front pads of my feet started getting really hot. We checked them and it didn't look like they were blisters, but I day when I, the next day, when I got all dried off, it was like three layer blisters on the pads. So my feet doing the downhills, my feet got, my feet were, it was, the blisters weren't like huge, but they were uh, pretty thick. So that's, that's was one of the biggest aches that I had. What went well was like, I had an amazing crew and I don't know if you saw like, we're, oh, yeah. we, just, we just moved to Columbia and like half of my friend, probably all of my friends, because I don't have that many showed up and had signs. And I was like, this is it was that was super special for me because just having that many people and then the live stream, a ton of people tuning in. And I loved like my kids were there and my friends, kids were there. And oftentimes what's portrayed on TV is like dead, like. It's like lazy, la the lazy dad, right? Like the lazy, like the Homer Simpson type, right? And to have kids see grown men and women, which like my kids have walked the course, they ran the Tennessee mile one year, the 5k kids, right? So they know how hard it is. And to, oh, yeah. to have the, to have them see people go for days running is like, and then right after we're kind of, we're watching um, uh, Harvey Lewis uh, and then break the record out in uh, Australia or New Zealand or wherever they were. Right. So we're just like all of it combined, just the kids like experiencing grownups doing 
hard things. It's like that, that's what, that was the biggest thing for me. That was the biggest positive that I, I took away from that. I just, I, I love that. And I love the family. Like it is, it is like no other race. It is a race and it is competitive, but it is also like a family of people who just, they want to get together every year and just push themselves and push each other. And that is, it's, I'm worried because Chad's documentary just came out and I'm like, and they, you can only have like a hundred people on that course. Right. Right. So I'm, I am worried that I'm like, how, like, are we, am I going to, am I going to get a spot next year? Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to run, I'm going to run. Uh Oh, will there, will there be room? Right. Like if I don't sign right. up on whatever day it's, so I think it will become quite a race to get into in the, in the coming years. Oh, absolutely. And, and like you said, it's really cool to have your families come out there. Um, I've been out there four years. This is the first time I've actually had to have my kids come out and be a part of that. And they got to like see their dad run and they're watching it on the live stream at home. And, you know, and everybody, everybody just coming back each year, the more and more, even just like the crews, I was listening to Anna and Aaron Dana last night on their thing and them just saying, even just how much like the crew members grow and the families and Mm -hmm. everybody kind of coming back, just even that, you know, Besides the race, it's just great to see everybody um, year after year. You know, that's definitely another real appealing factor for that race that just draws people back in and their families and their kids. And, the, you know, they get to be free range children and just go yeah. hang out with the other kids and stuff. Well, and as far as having like having your kids come to a race or an ultra, like, I don't know, they came to a 50K uh, a year and a half ago. And it's like, and luckily it was two loops. So I saw them like twice and then at the finish right but it's like those out and backs and like you hardly see your crew and you hardly see your family if they come but that's such a cool race because every 20 minutes or every 15 minutes there's like some action right like there's something to pay attention to which most races even other backyards they're an hour right so for kids who are and for people who want to watch like it is more exciting because it's it's just that shorter distance that that just every 20 minutes there's something to i don't know if you had people on the live i had a few people on the live stream being like, I literally checked every 20 minutes for like oh yeah, 30 hours. I was like, that's incredible. I'm like, I would too, though. If I had a friend running that race, I'd be like, still in. Yeah, st- yeah, still in, right? So it's fun. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to watch it unfold, especially like a looped race like that. Yeah, where it's a short interval. You're going to see them in about 20 minutes. You know, people are going to start coming in at like 15, 16. Yeah. You know, so like you can kind of watch everything happen and, you know, the tension builds. And, you know, I, I, I wish the... I wish the the race would have archived to YouTube. That would have been a cool no. thing to go back and watch. But yeah, I think they're the, gonna, they'll have that fixed out for next year for sure. Yeah, the live stream was definitely. I mean, that is a thing that that was the that was the best edition this year as far as I'm like from. I didn't watch it, but as far as what uh, what everyone told me, they're like that live stream was awesome. I'm like that is so smart. What a great addition to and those. I mean, they're always. That's what I love about Becca and John and and all all their volunteers and crew. They're like they are making that race significantly better every year. Like every year, every, every year, year they're so adding and it gets better. It's like, how can you make this? Like, because it, the, the, the joy of it is the simplicity of it. Right. But they're just, they're adding, they're not taking away from the essence of what that race is, but they are adding it to make it better for everyone who participates and everyone who, um, uh, watches in the cruise. And yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a special, it's a special event for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, Beck and John, you know, they're making the race better every year. The runners themselves are making it better. The crews are making it better. It's such, it's so tight knit. Um, but it's also very welcoming to anybody else who's new, 
and everybody just kind of grows in their own way and then just, you know, gives back to the yeah. mile the next year. And it's cool to see what we're, what we're doing out there. And I'm excited for next year and yeah, just to well, see even, what happens. Even crewing, like my first year, I had no idea what I was doing. Neither did my wife. And we were beside, um, uh, a few people, um, Ryan and Liberty, um, and he was helping Christy. He's like, he's going to need this. And they're just giving us stuff and helping us out. And then this year, there's some people in our tent near us who first time. And my wife's like, here, take like, it's just awesome how crews can also like, it's not so it's, it's, it's just so family oriented. That's like, everyone wants to see people go as far as they can. So it's like, can I help? What do you need? Right? Like Becca was there. I mean, Becca came over and she was like, She's like, Christy, what does he need? Like, Because I was not eating. And she's like, he needs to eat, right? So it's just like, even though everyone's competing, it's like, yes, how do we how do we push? Because I, it's everybody, how far can we go, right? Like n- now I'm like two sunrises, like next year, 48, like yeah, someone's going to get to that. Someone's going to get to that 48. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm able to walk away from that because I, I am very competitive. I'm able to walk away from that being like, oh, that'd be amazing to get the assist. Right. Like someone has to get the assist. Right. So that, I mean, even, even being there, I mean, everyone wants to win, but to, to be able to be that person that pushes to the new record pushes to the 48, like that's gonna, I mean, it's within reach. Is it within reach to get, to get 200? Like I'm, these are all my thoughts. I'm like, I wonder. I've always, I've always kind of thought that, but you know, like if you really break, I, you know, I don't know what it is with mid-state math. I think if you're at like 24 hours, I want to say that's around like, 75 ish somewhere in there. So, you know, you're pushing into like a third day. Um, you know, I think with time that's possible, you know, but I also think like it's going to take people with a lot of experience on that course to know how to do something like that. And then I think also like, we've got to learn how to really be good at sleeping at that, at that 12 hour mark to really make that happen. Yeah, I got real lucky at the 24 hour mark. I was out, I was storing, Really sorry to all the other runners. That was not intentional, but not at all. I, th- I I think that sleeping definitely helped. But yeah, like how can we? I, th- I think it'll take some time to get to like those kind of numbers. You know, I think it's just going to kind of slowly creep. Um, I think I even one wonder, year like, there how, might be a big jump. You know, how good could you get at sleep? Like, I wonder how good you could get at 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 sleeping as far as like because I used caffeine. Oh, I wanted to say two things actually. One. Um, I'll finish this thought. Sorry, I have ADD. Um, no, go for it. Could, like, could you run a couple like twelve minute laps and get like a five minute nap in? Like, could you get that good that you got with within your like after the twenty four hour mark? Could you hit a couple five hour naps before the twenty four hour mark and and run a couple fast laps? Like, I, I don't know. Um. Well, so one one trick I always try to do so that hour leading up to the break. Um, I'll try to eat really heavy on that first loop. The second loop, I will change my clothes and then I will run a really hot loop and I'll try to get in. So I have like now a total of 26 minutes for my break. Um, that's one thing I've always tried to do. And I'll also try to limit anything with caffeine, like a couple hours before that break. So I'm really tactical. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll hit the caffeine the second I wake up from the break. Yeah, that's what I did. I that the 24 hour mark. I think I ran like a 13 something lap because I was like, I don't know if I can get an extra. It's gonna take me at least a couple minutes to get to sleep. And I slept. I didn't sleep really well. I I had the like I kept waking my. You know, you like wake yourself up. You, I probably three or four times, but I got some good sleep. 
the thing I wanted to say is, so I ended up, I didn't want to, to start, but I ended up taking some ibuprofen when my quad started blowing up. And I had this, I heard, I don't know who I heard talking about it, but they said, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to train through some of this. They said all, and this goes back to your yoga um, meditation stuff. All ibuprofen and Tylenol does is just, it just blocks the pain receptor, right? Like your, your body is, is doing the same thing. Just your mind is experiencing uh, a block in, in that pain receptor, right? So it's like, how, how can we train to, our mind to say, well, I, I don't need to feel this because there are things that will make me not feel this without taking those things. Can, can I go there? Right? Like, it's kind of, it's kind of this weird, like, you're like, how do I have this out of body? The body is the vehicle. It feels the pain, but it's it. And one, it's temporary Two, It's, it's like, it's, it's this really weird. If you haven't, if you've never stayed up for 30, five hours running a ridiculous hill, it's hard to explain wh- what that feels like. And even after afterwards, I don't know what you're like. I did, I had some trouble sleeping, but the next 36 hours, my mind was so clear. I didn't get anything done, but I had uh, the most clear thoughts. I don't know how to describe it, but I was like, I, I feel my, my body is beat up and my mind feels incredible. Right. It's cleansing. It's kind of weird. weird. Um, it, it changes your perspective and each year it kind of does it a little bit more and you know, yeah, you kind of, you kind of see things a little bit differently when you've been, you know, collectively suffering with other people and yeah. they're having the exact same experience because you have a lot of respect for those people because they're the only other people feeling exactly what you're feeling out there right now. You know, their mind might be in a little bit of a different place, but physically we're all traveling the same path together and it's hard to, come across people like that in real life and yeah. unless you've done something like that, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about sometimes, you know, people like to listen to it, but it's, you know, it's somewhat harder for some people to understand, you know, did you have a favorite? I, it might be hard to narrow it down to one or one or two, like favorite moments out there on the course. Oh yeah. When it, when it started raining at the end, um, oh. Oh man, I was in heaven. I, so yeah, I used to live in Florida and you know, it rains all the time. They're always loved running in the rain on the trail and I'm up, up, up in Montana. It really doesn't rain a ton. And when it does rain, it's super light. So just having this really heavy Tennessee fog and the rain and the wind and at the end of that race with Aaron, who's, you know, one of my you know best friends right now, like I love that kid. It was so cool to be that deep out there sharing that. And then it just rained for hours. Like it was, it was kind of the best ending for the race. I absolutely loved it. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like, you know, let's, let's, let's make this course even harder. Like let's throw in some weather, you know, I, yeah, I was just loving it. It was awesome. When I went out on that lap, I got to the top of the, the first hill and, um, it started just, it was sprinkling just a little bit at that 35 hour mark. And I just stopped and put my hands up and I was like, this is amazing. I'm like, this is just that little bit of sprinkling rain. I was like, I was same thing. I was in heaven. I'm like, this feels the change in the change in elements. Right. And also when you're, when you're kind of bored, right. It's like, Ooh, something new. Right. Like right, I've, been yeah. running, I've been running the same, let's spice things up and have some rain. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's, it's a nice change up, you know? And like, even though, 
you're running that same mile, you know, Beck always says it, you know, no miles the same out there, like little things change it. Um, like one of my favorite things is I love right when it gets dark and the fireflies come out. Like that's always been yeah. one of my favorite things every year out there. That first night like flew by for me. It went so, I was, that was my favorite part of the race. That first night I, well, it was a little bit cooler and I just, I loved it. I, I don't, I don't remember it at all. I don't remember being tired. I don't remember. I don't remember much of it, just that it was. And I was like tripping out on the the grass, that top of the first hill, the, the top of the that flat part, the grass with my headlight. It looked like almost like 3D coming at me. I don't know what was going on. I couldn't wait to get there and just look at the grass as I was running. It was the it was the best. Right. It's, it's so funny. These moments that like stick out to me, like you're a little bit crazy at times. It's not, not super clear. And yeah. It's right. A, yeah. Yeah. Your, your brain starts to get a little scrambled out there. You know, it's, it's kind of funny, like, you know, where, where your brain just takes you out there sometimes on the course. Yeah. Yeah. And you can be, the more you run something like that, the more intention that you can have, it's like, I'm looking to get this out of this race. I'm looking to experience this. I'm looking as opposed to just saying a win or whatever. Right. It's like one of the most special moments for me is was running with Doug. Um, when he was struggling and I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to run some slower laps and just like, come on, Doug. Like he was so helpful to me earlier on in the race. I'm like, let's right, like as, as much as we can push each other um, without sacrificing, you know, our race in the end, but like some of those moments with just seeing other people running with other people, pushing them, encouraging them. It's like, Oh man, what a, what a special group of people that are just out right. there. It's so fun. It it really is. And, it, and it's so cool because, you know, the first year everybody did this, nobody had any idea what what this was going to be. And after that, everyone's kind of studied mid-state or ran mid-state and learned how to do it well. And it's really cool to see a lot of people starting to figure it out. And I think it's just going to grow from there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I I do think to go far in that race, like you, you need a few months of a very mid-state specific training for anyone who's thinking about running like running mid-state it's if you've never done the course you you need to be pretty specific in your training otherwise like you just your body unless you run hills your body can't handle that like you just you won't Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask me out here, they're like, how do you train for something like that? And I just tell them slow, deliberate miles, just real slow. You know, I'm, I, I can run super fast if I want to, but when I'm training for mid state, everything's kind of around like a 12 minute mile, 14 minute mile, just what kind know, of mileage do you put in like on a weekly basis? This year was kind of crazy. Um, I did about half the volume I did last year since um, March. I didn't run more than 35 miles. Um, I did about eight to 10,000 feet of vert a week. Um, I rode my bike a ton. I didn't drive my car at all. Um, I rode my bike everywhere or walked and did strength training. But yeah, I I didn't run any more than like 35 miles a week. And that really wasn't intentional. I like running, you know, kind of around like, you know, 45, 50 somewhere in there, just, um, just trying to balance work and life and training 35 is kind of what I could do. Which, which also goes to show like cross training is beneficial, right? Right. Yeah. I was speaking with my physical therapist. I'm like, how, how did this happen? Like, how did I feel this good doing it and not 
running what I thought I should be doing. And he's like, it's, it's you doing other things than not just running, you know, yeah. you're working other muscles and, you know, eating good, being sober, like all those things. Well, it's even, I mean, that's one of the things that when I'm working, I'd spend a lot of time at a desk and I got rid of my chair and I stay, I'm like standing has, has to be better than sitting all day. Right. Like, right. I, I it gets, but to have just more time on your, just on your feet, like your feet, more pressure, more. And I think you can roll out your feet. You can do all sorts of things. But I was like, yeah, just so that started like a month and a half ago. But I was like, yeah, if, if I can stand way more, I'll probably have to run less to get the right. same results. Right. Right. And yeah, luckily um, I work three jobs. So at all my jobs, everywhere I go, I'm on my feet, I'm moving, I'm never sitting still. So again, I always just mentally working that much. Even I would use that as like, this is mid state training. You know, this is time on my feet. This, this I'm, I'm tired today and work is busy, but how am I going to handle this problem? This, this is just how the day goes, you know, and I would, you know, try to use that kind of mentality for getting ready for mid-state, like whatever the situation is, this is how it is now. This is how it goes. Like, let's get this done. You know, That's awesome. Eric, thank you for your time, man. I, oh, absolutely, man. I Good enjoyed, catching up, man. I'm, I'm glad that worked out. Uh, and I enjoyed hearing your perspective on it. You, uh, you were, you were super strong. Uh, it showed all your training. It showed all that your mental, uh, uh, I don't know, your mental focus and toughness. And, uh, I enjoyed spending miles with you. I'm super proud of you and, uh, it was well-deserved. So congratulations. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you got the win. And I'm oh, so happy you, you so got, got the experience and, and I'm so happy that you had more left in you. Cause it just goes to show that we, we can do more. So, Oh, absolutely. And man, you ran such a strong race that entire time, man, you were right behind me on those loops and, you know, I was running a little bit faster, man. You were right there. Like you looked super, super strong the whole time. And it was cool to see just the support you got from your family and yeah. like they're in it and they're a part of it. And, you know, like, it's cool to see what everyone's going to take away from it, man. But yeah. you know, I hope to see you out there again, dude. I'm planning on it. So awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. I'm right.